But you're daydreaming, Cassidy Faith. We have hundreds of mouths to feed a fancy dinner to, and I won't allow you to mess up the schedule. And maybe not. The two girls washing dishes giggled at the sink. Everyone knew that if Cook used your middle name, she was more than serious. Sorry, Mrs. Johnson. She couldn't keep from smiling to herself. She could always try, right? She donned her protective gloves, broke the shell of the first crab leg before her, and started pulling out the thick pink and white meat. Sweet and rich, it was one of Cassidy's favorites. She had lived off the land and sea of Alaska her entire 23 years. Her father, John, was half Athabascan and had met and fallen in love with an Irish missionary's daughter. When the missionary couple heard of 17-year-old Eliza's plans to marry this native man, they were appalled at the mixing of races and demanded Eliza turn her back on John. But Eliza defied her parents and married him anyway. Only a year passed before she died right after childbirth, and her parents left Alaska and told John it was God's punishment. They wouldn't even see Cassidy or acknowledge her existence. Cassidy grew up knowing that she had been named after a family surname on her maternal grandparents' side, but she hated that she would never know them or know where her name came from. How could anyone turn their back on family? It baffled her to no end, even after all these years. Strangely, she felt as if it were all her fault, that she'd done something wrong without having had any say in the matter whatsoever. Dad assured her that this wasn't the case, that pain had driven her grandparents to make the choice they'd made. Still, it haunted Cassidy. She'd tried for years to imagine how she might go about contacting her grandparents and healing the division between them and her father, but there never seemed to be even a hint of what might work. She had no idea of where her grandparents had gone, or even if they were still alive. The shells piled up as she made swift work of the crab. The thoughts and memories kept her mind spinning and her hands busy. Her middle name, Faith was the last gift she'd been given by her mother. Over the years, Dad had told Cassidy how Eliza Ivanov prayed over her baby, blessed her with her name, and took her last breath. He'd challenged Cassidy to live up to her name on more than one occasion. Just recently, in fact, a few months ago, when they'd left their home of Tanana, the only place she'd ever called home, to come work in Curry, Dad said it would be a grand step of faith. And so it was. Cassidy would never have guessed the blessing that would come by taking that step, but she was indeed blessed. She loved it here. The Curry Hotel was more magnificent than any building Cassidy had ever seen, from the rich red carpets, the dark woods, and the deep leather chairs in the lobby, all the way to the gleaming kitchen with its duparquet range and shiny aluminum and copper pots. There were even electric lights and hot water. Such things were never seen in most of Alaska, and yet they were here in Curry. The Alaska Railroad had outdone itself, and the enormous number of visitors proved its success. She hadn't understood at the time that her dad needed something different. After the successful summit of Mount McKinley in 1917, he changed maybe because he'd always wanted to open a guide service, and that wouldn't be happening anytime soon, especially since the park still wasn't easily accessible, and maybe because having lost one of his climbers weighed him down. 
he'd probably never get over the loss, even though he'd told Cassidy that the man loved the Lord and was certain to be in heaven. Their faith in God was also the Ivanovs' foundation for living, and her father preferred to work with people who were of like mind. She'd only been seventeen when her father made that climb, but she knew that he blamed himself for the death of the climber. He took responsibility for getting the men up the mountain and returning them safely back down. Losing one of his clients had devastated her strong father, and she wasn't at all certain he would ever fully recover. It had stolen a good deal of his joy and brought plans for his own business to a rather abrupt halt. So he'd been working for the railroad all these years as an expert on the land and game. He'd supplied the workers with food and had been useful to the company in plotting out the best route. Highly esteemed by all who knew him, John Ivanov was the best man she'd ever known.